Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, today marks International Women's Day. Uh, the impact and influence of women in neighborhoods and businesses and communities and countries has changed the course of history. Ukrainian First Lady has said that. The victory in Ukraine and the future of freedom will have a very feminine face. As we look at International Women's Day, we focus on probably the largest and oldest women's organization in the world, the Relief Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Today is International Women's Day and, of course, Women's History Month, and we thought no better way to do that than to have join us on the program Sister Annette Dennis, who is the first counselor in the General Relief Society president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, one of the oldest and largest women's organizations in the world. And uh, Sister Dennis has a, a rich history and experience uh, around the world and is a, uh, a forever learner. She's a reader. Uh, I know that for sure. Uh, and has a, a great love and interest in people and history, understanding what makes people tick, uh, and also some great international experience uh, in Ecuador and other places around the world. And uh, Sister Dennis, we appreciate you joining us today. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, as uh, as you lead this uh, extraordinary group of women around the world, again, one of the oldest and largest for sure, uh, what is it that uh, you have seen in terms of the impact of women as you've been able to experience that? Well, on March 17th, we'll celebrate the 181st anniversary of the Relief Society, and I am far from an expert on Relief Society yet, (laughs) but I do know a great deal more about the history of Relief Society than I knew just a year ago, and the impact and influence of women throughout those 181 years has been just enormous. Um, the motto of the Relief Society is charity never faileth. That's taken from 1 Corinthians 13.8. And that was established in 1918 by Emmeline Wells, who was the fifth general president of the Relief Society. And so much has been done since then to carry on that purpose of providing relief that Emma Smith and the first women of the Relief Society envisioned as this organization was established in 1842. I'll tell you about some of the things that they have done over those years. It it is truly amazing. It's inspiring to learn about what all of those women um, have done throughout history. In the early 
1900s, the Relief Society sponsored a program to train nurses to help with public health. And the Relief Society also set up maternity homes and maternity closets with special sterilized supplies for childbirth. During this time in our history, uh, the maternal death and infant mortality rates in the nation were really high. Um, but with the work of the women of the Relief Society, um, by 1928, the efforts had reduced infant death mortality rates by 19% maternal death rates by 8%. And that was some of the greatest reductions in the nation. Women of Relief Society here in Utah set up hospitals and ran them. Some of those hospitals are still in function with um, IHC. They grew and stored wheat, which helped other countries as well as our own during World War II. They began a social services department within the Relief Society, and they trained thousands of women as social service aides to help individuals and families, especially after the war. That eventually became family services that we have today. In fact, it was women from the Relief Society, you may not know this, who who gathered 25,000 signatures to present to the state legislature in behalf of a state training school with people with mental disabilities. And today that's called the Utah State Development Center, still in function. And of course, we most of us should know that in the late 1800s, influential Relief Society women were instrumental in the women's suffrage movement. And Utah became the third state in the union to extend political equality to women. Women of the Relief Society have had an enormous impact and influence over these past 181 years. Oh, it's amazing, and it continues to, to grow. And you've had a unique perspective and a unique perch to to see that. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, Sister Dennis, what what is it about belonging to the Relief Society? Uh, and you've experienced this around the world. What is it that belonging to that group of women, millions of women around the world, what, is it, what does it do for women to be part of that? Well, our hope is that our women feel that they're a part of a worldwide sisterhood that's a force for good throughout the world. We strive to follow the example of Jesus Christ in lifting and serving others, both temporally and spiritually. And as women of the Relief Society unite together, especially in other areas of the world, they can feel that they're not alone and they can be a great support to each other as well as to those around them and relieving suffering in many different forms. And I've seen that as I have lived in other parts of the world and have visited how important this organization is and what a strength it is to women and to their families. Absolutely. And uh, I know you uh, spent a couple of seasons uh, living and serving in Ecuador and were there uh, mm-hmm after the uh, Ecuador earthquake and sort of saw that firsthand in terms of how that relief after a natural disaster takes place. Yes, it, it was incredible. And, and you know, women came together to help others. That was so impactful. It uh, And we saw our women of Relief Society lead out in helping to to relieve suffering of so many in, in the community, not just our members, but in the community and help to lead out on, on gathering um, things and, and to, to help families that were left without anything. Of course, many of the men did the same thing, but it was women in the Relief Society organized to do that. And so it was, it was a great um, blessing to many in their communities after that earthquake. As we as we look at a, an international church, as we look at International Women's Day, uh, you've been able to experience and see how women come together to make a difference in communities. Give us a give us a sense of that. 
Well, I'll share a number of experiences from our women from different parts of the world who are making a a great difference in their communities. And this is truly Relief Society in action. Uh, In Germany, Relief Society women sewed 350 stuffed animals for children with cancer. In Peru, Relief Society women held a day of service at a comprehensive care center for the elderly. And this was truly inspirational. They, They provided haircuts, facials, manicures, helped with physical exercise support to older adults who really didn't have any support. Many of them don't have family members that can come in and help them. Uh, In Bolivia, Relief Society women made 96 sets of sheets for an oncology institute for cancer patients. And one of the women that was involved in that project said it's service to our brothers and sisters that brings us closer to our Savior Jesus Christ. And it's not just, they're, they're not serving just members of their own faith community. They're serving and sisters in the wider community, and it's helping to lift all. In Columbia, Relief Women organized a special event to cheer up children who have cancer that are being treated in the hospital. And following the invitation of their local leader to extend the light of Christ to those around them, the volunteers brightened the children's days through games, costumes, and songs. Some of them dressed up. They painted their faces. They went in and danced and sang for the children. It was just an amazing uh, expression of love and and what women can do to lift burdens and lighten the suffering. Uh, In Australia, a group of Relief Society women organized a food drive to serve the needs of vulnerable members of their community. Women also assembled over 100 food packs and hygiene kits and delivered them to those in need. In French Polynesia, women from the Relief Society banded together to make over 200 heart-shaped pillows for an organization that supports women recovering from breast cancer treatments. And the vice president of that organization, not a member of our faith, said, we called on the Relief Society organization because we know that you help a lot of people and associations in need. And then another uh, that is ongoing in the Philippines, Guatemala, and West Africa, Relief Society women are helping with screening and nutrition education for parents of young children who are malnourished to help those children during the critical first five years of life when brain development is so crucial. These are just some of the things that our Relief Society women are doing throughout the world. And this is going on all over with small groups and large groups. We are truly a global sisterhood, and we uh, hope to to make a difference in people's lives. We are a relief society organization. On this International Women's Day, we're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer, and we're going to continue my conversation with Sister Annette Dennis, First Counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about unity around the world and what uh, opportunities there are for women to celebrate that unity and to recognize that oneness is not sameness and the difference that can make not just in community, but in countries and around the world. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. If you're just joining us, we have Sister Annette Dennis joining us. She's the first counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And as we celebrate International Women's Day and the impact of women around the world, uh, Sister Dennis, your uh, your unique perspective on all of this. Uh, and, and I want to tap in for just a second uh, to uh, to kind of one of your passions at forever learning. I know, I know you're a big reader. I know you love to see what makes people tick. I know you've lived real-world experiences uh, uh, living abroad, uh, having uh, family members with challenges and difficulties. Uh, but what is it about being part of that Relief Society that fosters learning uh, that lifts so many women around the world? Well, I I think that I've learned as I've, you know, the experiences that I have had, and I've had limited experience in this calling yet, but, but as I have lived in different places through the world on, on assignments and have um, been able to associate with so many women, I, I think I've learned that we're more alike than we are different. And when we come together with a common purpose, we can do so much to relieve suffering and lift others, whatever that suffering may be. When I was in Trinidad last September, I met with a group of Relief Society women, and I wanted to know about the challenges of life that they were experiencing. And, you know, many of them had lost husbands or children to COVID. And it was and it was heartbreaking to listen to their stories. Some had experienced divorce. There were some that lived in areas where there was a great deal of violence and they couldn't leave their houses except, you know, to go to work or to go to church. It was it was unsafe. Um, most of them had economic hardships. But I watched them offer support and comfort to each other. I watched them band together in unity with each other. I observed their love and care for each other. And that was powerful. It's a small and simple thing, but it was so powerful for them. And that's what we can all do wherever we are. We can band together as women to lift and support one another and provide what relief we can to those in our neighborhoods and communities. We can have a great impact and influence on those around us. We sometimes discount what we're able to do. We think if it's not something grand, you know, then it's not it's not valued, but all we have to do is look around and look to our neighbor, you know, across the street on the side of us and see what needs there are. If all of us would do that as women, you know, either as groups, small groups, big groups, or just as individuals, 
it is lifting everyone as we do that. Even our small effort lifts someone. We don't know who needs our help, and especially at this time, emotional support and well-being. Just talking to someone can sometimes make a huge difference in their lives. Uh, it's so, so important. And we, we've been focusing uh, not just on International Women's Day, but uh, of late, uh, as we look at the impact of women around the world, uh, we talk about the uh, First Lady of Ukraine and uh, her bold declarations that the that the freedom in Ukraine will have a, a feminine face to it and the extraordinary work that the women of Ukraine have been doing. Uh, we look at Afghanistan and the heroic women there who have taken uh, the schooling of their young daughters underground, uh, knowing the opposition. Iran is another place where a very feminine face of freedom has come as, as women have come together uh, to stand for freedom and for their rights uh, and really for their futures. And I think that's one thing that women have done throughout history uh, and not always gotten the credit for in terms of their influence uh, in freedom and, and leading communities. Uh, I want to ask you, Sister Dennis, um, what is it that has surprised you, uh, and what have you learned uh, from the women of the world in, in this role? Well, those uh, examples you just gave, um, I think it just confirms that we as women are strong. We are very strong and courageous. And in those situations where we need to, sometimes we don't feel that we are strong. We don't feel that we have something to contribute. But then those types of situations happen that put us into circumstances that we didn't seek out. And we find that we are strong. We do have a strength and a courage and a resilience inside of us and an ability to help the the younger generation like the this these women that are going underground with the education i love that i love hearing those stories we can do so much we do have courage and strength beyond what we think we do and uh, i think as we as we group together wherever we are as sisters and we try to look at what we have in common instead of looking at our differences, there's, there's too much division in, in our country and in the world right now. We need to come together and, and learn about each other and learn that we really are more alike than we are different. And I think women can, can lead out in that in helping to unify our communities wherever they are. Uh, so powerful. And uh, I am one of those who will never know what it is like to be a woman, but I do know what it is to be influenced and led and blessed uh, by so many between uh, a mother, a wife, seven sisters, three daughters and two <laughs> granddaughters. Uh, I, oh, wonderful. I, I, I take that as a as a good thing. But I, I think you, you allude to something that's so important, and that is to never underestimate the power of what one woman can do and what many women can do in a community, in a faith group. Yes. Uh, anywhere around the world. And so as as we come to a close, Sister Dennis, uh, if you had one thing that you wish, would wish to broadcast to all the women of the world uh, on International Women's Day, what would that message be? I think it would be a message of unity that we need to look at each other as sisters, as daughters of God, no matter what faith tradition we are in, no matter what political persuasion we are, no matter what nationality, race, it doesn't matter. We need to unify as daughters of God. And there is so much strength in unity. We need to see each other, the, the strengths and the, and the qualities that we each bring. We, we're not all the same. We're, we, have, we bring different 
different strengths to, to the table. And, and it's through that complement of strengths that we can unite and really lead out in doing something great. And I would just encourage everyone to link arms together. No, it doesn't matter who it is. We just link arms together as women and we can move forward in a powerful way. Uh, I love that. That is uh, that is what leadership looks like, that uh, that oneness is not sameness and valuing yeah. those differences uh, really brings everyone together. Uh, a great message. And uh, Sister Annette Dennis, again, she is the first counselor in the Relief Society General Presidency for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it has to be one of the oldest, if not the oldest, and it has to be one of the largest, if not the largest, women's organization yeah. in the world and has a rich history of service and bringing people together in community and lifting women everywhere uh, in really extraordinary ways. And Sister Dennis, we appreciate you joining us on International Women's Day. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. So many important lessons uh, to unpack there. Uh, and I always go back to uh, John Adams. You know, John Adams uh, said something really interesting. He said, the radical change in principles, opinions, sentiments, and affections of the people was the real American Revolution. And that radical change began ever so quietly in homes and schools uh, across the colonies. And it's all of those conversations. And often those are conversations led by women. And whether it's in a home, a neighborhood, whether it's in a business or a community organization, a big business, a government, uh, those voices are so vital. And while we often talk about the big voices, uh, even if they did it very quietly, like a Rosa Parks, uh, who just uh, refused uh, to stand and to give away a seat, or an Amelia Earhart or an Oprah Winfrey, we talk about a lot of those big moments in history uh, but to me, the extraordinary impact of women is in so many other places and spaces. Uh, and to all of the women out there, uh, never underestimate the power of your influence wherever it is and wherever you're applying it, whether it's in your work and in a business, whether it's in your community or your family, uh, wherever it might be, the difference really matters. And I don't think we talk about that nearly enough. I don't think we celebrate it nearly enough. And I think we waste far too much time on social media trying to compare it all. Uh, rather than just celebrate it all. Uh, and so on International Women's Day, we salute all women and the impact and the influence you have, again, community, country, and the planet, all making a difference. All right, we'll step aside for some bottom-of-the-hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.